She's won state titles in the 1600-meter run, the 800-meter run, the 400-meter dash, and the 4x400-meter relay. And her name is Allie Inns, and she goes to Normal Community High School here in Normal, Illinois. Allie, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Hey, my pleasure. So, as I said, you know, this year you won the 800-meter run and the 400-meter run, and you placed third in the 4x400-meter relay. What are your just general thoughts and feelings about your performance at the state meet? Uh, I was pretty pleased with that. Going into the state meet, we were trying to do um, the four events um, with the 1600 as well. And um, Sally didn't get to move on the next day and do the 1600. But looking back on it, um, it was kind of a blessing because then I could put all my energy into the 400 and the 4x4 and then get the team to place in the 4x4. Right. And so I I did a little bit of research and I think I saw an interview from this year where you said it was one of your big goals. You wanted to break a 440 mile. Is that correct? Yeah, that was a goal this year. Okay. And so then, you know, not to immediately jump into a rough spot, but this year, you you know, you had that goal of 440. Last year, you ran a 440.85 to win the state title in the 1600 meter, the mile, even though it's not technically a mile, but it's basically a mile. (laughs) This year, you sadly didn't qualify for the finals, as you said, and you you ran a time of 544.78 in the prelims. I mean, basically, what happened? Not to sound insensitive, but what happened? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, prelims were on Friday, and it was going to be a really tough day. We were going to have the 800, and then the 400, and then the 16, and then the 4x4, and um I went into the 800 and ran that and felt good. And then um, about 25 minutes later, got on the line and did the 400. And that was a really tough race. I had to sprint that and give it all I had. And then going into the 1600, which was then like another 25 minutes later, um, the first few laps, um, I was doing all right. But I knew that I was going to have to like give it my all to try to maybe get a qualifying spot for the next day. And I knew I would probably not have anything left for the four by four if I was to give it my all in the prelims in the 1600. So um, decided to take it easy the last few laps and then have enough energy to give it all the last lap in the four by four. Wow. Okay. So you kind of decided to sacrifice your 1600 meter qualifications for the finals. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. Wow. Was that a hard decision to make? Uh, it was, it was kind of hard to let go of the 1600 since it would have been cool to like, um, get the win again back to back. But, um, the four by four is really important and I wanted to give my teammates the opportunity to, you know, go to the finals in the four by four. Right. I think I've heard you say before that the four by four is kind of like a highlight of the whole experience of mm-hmm. any, any track meet really. But the 1600 meter, I mean... That kind of is your race, it would seem. Am I wrong? Is is there maybe another, is the 800 meter race? What is your race? I would say the 800 is my race, but I definitely still like the mile or the 1600. But um, this year, the 400 was also a new event that kind of I tried out. But definitely the mile is still an event that I enjoy. Yeah. Now, you seem just off of first impressions, you seem like a bubbly, a cheerful, joyful type of person. And you also have to be freaking tough to do what you do. Did it bother you emotionally that you didn't get uh, the 1600 meter qualification? You didn't get to the finals? Yeah, right when I crossed the finish line in, I believe it was last place in the prelims in the 1600, um, it was a little tough. And I it, it 
hurt a little bit that night, just knowing that I wouldn't be racing that race the next day. But I kind of just had to flip the switch and put my focus on the four by four because I was going to get to race that along with the 400 and the 800. So kind of just had to forget about it and move on and give it the all I had in the other three events that I got to compete in. Mm -hmm. So new this year to the trophy case is that individual 400 meter dash title. That's a run. That's, I mean, that's not a run. That's a dash. It's, Mm -hmm. it's fast. Did you train for the 400 meter this year, like specifically, or is it just a natural product of your extreme distance training that you you were able to have the wheels for a 400 meter? Yeah, I would say freshman season, um, we did the four by four and just, um, being the anchor leg, like being able to split a fast time. I feel like we knew I could do that. And so coming into sophomore year, we were going to throw in a few open 400s and I really grew to love it. And it also helped my 800 speed. And so, um, I think it, I kind of just fell into the 400 and just started to work at it. And then it also improves my other races. So it's a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now for the running aficionados and the very competitive track athletes that you're probably competing against that are going to be watching this, why does the 400 meter help your 800? Yeah, it helps with like your, the last lap of the 800 because the 400, the last, like how you feel at the end of the 400 is kind of how you feel in the last lap of the 800. So um, if you can run a really fast 400, then the 800 isn't going to feel as as fast. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Maybe to someone who knows a little <laughs> more about running. But okay, so what was your training like this year in general? I, I heard you kind of say that you'd have to get back to the drawing board for the 1600 meter. Do you think your training was off for the 1600 meter or is it just simply the workload of that day of running? Cause you were doing things back to back to back, mm-hmm. which is insane. I can't believe you were able to go from the 400. It was 400 to the 800, the 800 to the 400 and then the 1600. Yeah, it was eight to four to 16. That's incredible. I can't believe that. But do you think, what was your training like this year compared to last year better or worse and how so I would say it's pretty similar we did a lot of the same workouts but since we were running like four events at multiple meets uh that would become kind of the workout and um so it was more like the meets were the workouts because the meets were like pretty close together and when you're running four events at a meet, uh, it's a lot on your body. So then to come back like the next day and practice and do a workout would be too much. So um, mm. the meets be- kind of became the workout at like the inner city meet and the conference meet where we ran four events at those meets. And now are you doing training outside of your structured NCHS practices or is it all the workout that you're doing is right then and there at school. Yeah. Um, and at the meets, of course, like yeah, you said. Practice is after school, um, and that that's about it. Um, just practice with the team. Would you say you're gifted at all when it comes to running, or do you think this is more so the product of hard, hard work? Uh, I would say it's a little bit of both. I definitely think it's some natural ability, just being able to like sprint and run, but definitely a lot of dedication and working hard. You have to you know, work for it and get up and have dedication. So definitely, I think both, a little bit of both. Right. And of course, yeah, the two aren't mutually exclusive. You can have some gifts and you can also be extremely hardworking. And let me see, I have something in my notes here, a word from coach Tom Patton, is it? Mm -hmm. And basically, well, maybe I didn't write it down, but he said that your biggest asset, what helps you the most, which is the biggest cause of your success is your unwavering 
work ethic. Where does that come from? Hmm. I think just wanting to like see success. Like when I think of running, I think of like the end goal and like the state meet and I want to be on that blue track at the end of the season, um, being in first and just working for that. So I think just thinking of the end goal and that will like allow you to work hard, thinking of where you could be if you put in the work. The glory of being on top of the podium at Eastern at the state meet, that's what drives you. Yeah, I would say it is some of like, you know, the like winning, but like definitely more so just like working hard with your team too. And especially with the four by four, like um, I want to put in work so I can help them as much as I can. And then they'll, they also do the same thing. So we're kind of all the more work ethic that like I show, like then the teammates want to put in work too. And so we can all um, be as good as we can be. Dave's Supermarket in Fairbury is my favorite grocery store, not just in Central Illinois, but in the world. And for good reason. They have the most incredible customer service, friendly carryout workers, an exquisite and affordable bakery where fresh-baked goods are prepared daily, and a deli market that is truly top-notch, that provides plenty of seating, delicious food, and even free coffee, if you can believe that. And their canned meats are out of this world. This is all just the tip of the iceberg, though, so if you haven't been here, you are really missing out. Come check out Dave's Supermarket in Fairbury, Illinois, where they've been wowing the customer for 72 years. How important are your teammates to you? It seems like you have a pretty darn good relationship with them. I've seen videos of you and your 4x4 team kind of like dancing before you're... Mm -hmm. Is that a thing that you always do? Do you all dance or was that just this one video clip that I saw? Yeah, we do dance before every (laughs) every race. Um, So that's something we do. And yeah, we have a really good um, team bond and that helps a ton in the 4x4. And yeah, outside of running, they are my best friends too. So... Oh, really? It's not like they're just, we're just friends because of the sport. We really do hang out outside of the sport and stuff like that. That's nice. All right. So this year you won the 800 meter and you did it by, I mean, it it wasn't that close from how I saw it. You had a solid four second lead on second place. How did you feel during that run? Were you just like, "Mm, I'm killing it? Or what was going through your head while you're on the track? Mm, Yeah. So got on the track and... Um, the coaches and I, our plan was to go pretty, pretty all out because we had, um, we weren't running the 1600. So it was just the eight, the four, and then we'd have a pretty nice break until the four by four. And so, um, just got on the line and took it out pretty fast. Um, the time was a little slower than I wanted it to be, but, um, I was still happy with the two, I think it was 210 around there. And, um, then right when I finished, just kind of moved on. I was like, okay, it's time for the 400. And then the 400 meter, how did you feel during that? That was a little closer. Mm-hmm. The individual 400 finals, what what did that feel like for you while you're running? And we'll start there. Yeah, so that 400, that race, it was different than any race I had ever ran because usually when I step onto the line for like an 1800 or a 1600, I know the competition and I kind of know like who's who and like what their racing strategies are. But I had never ran the 400 at like a state meet with like girls that are super competitive. And so I didn't really know how to race it. And coming through the 200, um, with like the stagger and everything, I had no clue what place I was in. Um, and so then I had to turn the curve and it wasn't until the final 100 that I realized like, Oh, I am really far behind the girl who was in first. And so Mm. I had to kick it in and, um, there was just enough time to thankfully get her. Uh huh. 
Well, okay. How close was it then? How how far behind was second place? It was, I think, like two hundredths of a second. It was it was like very close. Wow. Yeah. And well, how'd it feel then to win that? Because I saw there's a smile on your face mm-hmm. when you cross the finish line, and that's usually not the case. And not to say you're not happy after you win mm-hmm. other events, but this one seemed extra special. Was it a surprise to you, or? Yeah, going into it, there were like just a ton of great girls in that race, and so I knew it could like play out either way. And um, with not running the 400 many times, I think I ran it like three or four times the whole season, just going into it um, and coming out with the 55 something was really special. And because that, that race was a challenge and I have never ran something like it. So to see the success, the success was pretty cool. Okay. And now lastly, the four by 400 meter relay. You guys, you want, I should have done my research better. You won it last year, mm-hmm. correct? Okay. You won it last year. This year you got third. Were you confident that you could win it going in this year? I know you had the goal of the really incredible goal of winning all four mm-hmm. events. That would have been that would have been the first in Illinois history, correct? Yeah. Okay. So I still think you did a pretty darn good job. You came away with two titles in a third place. What was the whole team's feelings entering that? Did, were you confident you would win it and Walk me through the race as well after you tell me that. Yeah, so coming off of a year where it was just like freshman year where it was just one 4 by 4 race and that like determined your placement in the state, um, it was different <clears throat> this year with prelims and then the finals on the next day. And There so, wasn't prelims last year? No, there was not. Okay, didn't realize that. So this year we were really focusing on prelims because uh, we had to run really fast on the prelims day in order to make it to the finals. And so... We had the state champs this year in our heat for the first day of prelims, and they they were super fast. And it was honestly good that they were in our heat because then it pulled us along for a good time so we could make it to the prelims. And then once we got and we made it to the finals the next day, um, we just our goal was to run the fastest we could, and um, we knew that if we did that, it would hopefully get us a place on the podium. How did this time compare to the other times throughout the season? Assuming you were all in, it was the same relay team throughout the season. Yeah. Um, there were a few times where we switched in a few other people um, into our 4x4, but the time we ran at state with the four of us was the fastest we had ran all season by, I think, a while, by a long shot. It was like two seconds faster than we had ran all season. And then it was 3.57 was our time, and that was about the exact same time we had ran last year at state. So we replicated basically the same, the same race that we did, um, the first year that we won the state, but the winners ran super, super fast. So, Mm -hmm. um, we were still happy though with our time. And you made up a lot of ground as the anchor leg. I've got to say, I I saw the beginning and the end, because I guess there's some rule about the IHSA doesn't want you to put out the whole race or something. And I mean, you started pretty far back, and then you ended in third place. Do you know what your split time was for that 4 by 4 I think it was like 54-3 or something like that. Wow, all right. Have you ever ran faster than that as a, a split? No, I have not. Dang, that was awesome. What, did you have like an adrenaline rush? What was going through your head when you were chasing that person down? Yeah, it's just trying to chase one person, and then once you get past them, go for the next, and yeah, it really helps to run a fast time when there's people to chase at the last leg. So what goes through your head in 
<clears throat> in general, when you're running, when you're competing, are you viciously trying to chase someone down? You're thinking, are you saying something in your head? What's going through Alliance's brain? Uh, honestly, not a lot. Just like <laughs> keep going and uh, just each lap, try to get faster and focusing on good form and just thinking about like the faster you run, like the better you'll feel afterwards. Hmm. Okay. Now, when I'm talking to you, it's easy to forget that I'm talking to a sophomore in high school. You've had a lot of success. A lot of people talk about you. You have videos on YouTube that have tens, hundreds of thousands of views. You're a big deal. But does the pressure, and I want to ask, is there pressure that goes along with this? And does the pressure ever kind of become a little much for you? Uh, I wouldn't say it gets to be too much. Definitely having like a freshman year where we did win all three of the um, meets at the the events at the state meet. It, there was a little pressure to come back and replicate what we did freshman year. But um, honestly, even though we didn't get like some of the times that I ran freshman year, it it'll just motivate me to get them next year. And it was a little bit like of a disappoint disappointment, but um, it'll just allow us to work harder. But more in general, even outside of the school season, Mm -hmm. you know, you compete nationally all the time. I don't know if you've done any international stuff, but uh, do people say things to you like, oh, we can't wait to watch you in the Olympics type of a thing? And does that does that get to you at all? Do you like that? Uh, Kind of neutral. I don't really mind. I mean, right now, the Olympics seems crazy to me. Like, I still don't believe that that could actually happen. And so... I guess it's just something to look forward to and just motivate you. Like that's a possibility in the future. So do people say things about the Olympics and all the, you know, the glorious things that they say you're going to be, do they say that to you ever? Do you hear that stuff? Sometimes, but at this point I, it's just kind of like, not like a joke, but like, I just still don't believe that that's really true or possible. Okay. Well, that's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why not? I don't know. The Olympics, that's just crazy. Like you have to be super, super fast, but um, we'll see. Never know. The tractor cab is the mission control of the entire farming operation. Worn out and outdated tractor cabs lead to annoying discomfort, hindered productivity, dangerous sound levels, and lower resale value. This is why you need to revive your tractor cab with Fair Cab Interiors. Today, we use our vast facility in the cornfields of Illinois to manufacture high-quality custom tractor upholstery for over 750 models from the 1960s all the way through to the 2010s. Our team of product engineers carefully design each new part, emphasizing product fit and ease of installation for anyone to install. We offer acoustical foam panels, pro-form plastic panels, headliners, floor mats, door and window seals, seats, and and much more. We carefully monitor lamination quality, use premium grade foam, and utilize the highest standards of raw materials when manufacturing. With our massive inventory and delivery trucks that pick up daily, logistics are a snap. Our call center is manned not by robot answering machines, but real, experienced, and knowledgeable people who will provide you with installation tips, product details, and help with any questions you may have before or after the sale. But don't just take our word for all this. See what people are saying on faircab.com and Google reviews where we've earned over 2,000 five-star reviews when the time comes to fix up your aging tractor interior try out the cab interior experts at fair cab visit us at faircab.com or give us a call at 815-692-3355 
what are your goals now? Do you have more refined, clear goals for the near future? Hmm. Well, this year the goals were to do 439 and 202 for the 16 and the 8. And so that didn't happen. So we'll have to definitely get those next year. Okay. So that's the short term goal for like next year. Mm -hmm. You thinking about college or anything? And I know, again, you're what, 16 years old? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so have you thought about college and what you want to do there? I'm sure you're thinking D1 if you're thinking anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely like to run in college, maybe somewhere warm. That Mm. would be nice. And yeah, that'd be really cool to run a D1 college. (laughs) I like it. I like that you're not, it doesn't seem like you're thinking about these things Mm 24-7. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I definitely think about it a lot, but... Um, it's not like always, always on my mind. Cause if you think about it all the time, it'll just stress you out. So right. you have to, you know, just think about it often, but not all the time. Okay. If you don't mind me asking, what's like your temperament? Like, are you a pretty calm person or are you, <laughs> I guess it'd be kind of a personal question, but like, are you anxious or how uh, would you describe your demeanor? I would say I'm pretty calm before like races and stuff like that. And just in general, like I don't ever get too like I'm definitely nervous, but I don't usually show my nerves. Like I usually can like kind of hide them and it's nothing too serious. I mean, just like a regular nerves before races or anything. So I think I'm pretty good at staying calm and like a lot like stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. I know when you get nervous, it can be relatively exhausting. It can mm-hmm. be like the absolute worst thing before you compete to be too nervous. Your adrenaline start to goes up, starts to go up, uh, cortisol levels even spike. All sorts of stuff goes up that shouldn't be going up until you're actually running. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it depletes and you're tired before you even begin. Is someone telling you like, hey, stay calm or relax? Maybe what is your pre-race ritual if you have one? Mm-hmm. With the team and everything, I mean, we just talk like literally seconds before the gun goes off. And so just having the teammates there to, you know, reassure you that it's going to be okay, and just having, you know, faith in like your training plan. And I know like the coaches have prepared me for my races and just going to go out there and give it my all. And that's going to be good. So, hmm. Doggone it. Allie, you, you make it seem so simple and casual. <laughs> What's the secret? Tell me something juicy here. What What are you doing that no one else is doing that allows you to have success that no one else is having? Hmm. Is there someone behind the scenes maybe? Is it a diet? Is there a special drink you drink? No, definitely not the diet. Um, <laughs> but I just think, I mean, I think our just cross-country and track program are, is pretty special and just the people that are on it and the coaches we have, they just, we all work so well together. And I think it can produce a strong team and strong athletes. And I think honestly, one of the main like things that produces success is just enjoying it. And I mean, it's okay if you run a slow time, just still enjoy the process because there's going to be so many other races and so many other opportunities. So you can't like be too high in your highs or too low in your lows. You just have to kind of just go along with the journey and have fun with it. That's actually very profound of you to say. You can't be too high on the highs and too low on the lows. That's that's wise. Someone tell you that or did you? Just I, I've come heard up it from somewhere. I definitely didn't come up with that. I've heard <laughs> it from somewhere. Maybe Socrates or something like that. No, that that's really interesting. I think that's a testament that that just fits so perfectly with how calm you are and how 
how relaxed you seem about the whole thing. You don't seem like you're too worried about, I've got to have success. Your, your success in track and field and cross country doesn't seem to define you. What does define you? What would you say the biggest aspect of your identity is? Now, this is a loaded question to be asking a, a 16-year-old, <laughs> I know. But as I said, I keep forgetting you're only 16. Mm-hmm. But maybe you can still try to take a jab at the, answering that question. Hmm. Well, I guess like in the sport of running, I would say my identity is just like being a good teammate and supporting others. And then if you do that, it honestly, it brings your own success too, because if everyone's supporting each other, it's just going to help each other to have success. But in general, outside, I mean, just... Allie as a human being, what's the biggest aspect of your identity? Talk about yourself a little bit. Give us an inside look. I'd say like dedicated and just putting in the work and, you know, waking up and um, just getting out there on a run or going to basketball practice um, and just being productive, stuff like that. What other interests do you have outside of sports, I should say. You know what? Mm -hmm. Sports can really take up the majority of your mental real estate, but is there anything else? I know you mentioned some about a cricket to me. That sounds weird out of context, but (laughs) what other interests do you have outside of sports? Yeah, I can explain the cricket a little bit, (laughs) but um, I like being crafty and um, creating like t-shirts and I enjoy like graphic design and stuff like that. I took a yearbook class at my school and we like created the yearbook and took pictures to put into the yearbook. So I enjoy, um, I would say being involved in my school. I'm also on the student council. So, um, being involved in like clubs, I'm also an FCA. So, um, doing stuff with other people, um, within the school. Now FCA, that's, uh, Federation of Christian Athletes? Fellowship. Fellowship, that's right. So are you Christian? Can I ask that? Yeah, I (laughs) am. All right, hopefully I don't get canceled for that or anything. (laughs) Okay, is that like, is your whole family kind of like that or? Yeah, Mm -hmm. we go to church every, most Sundays. Is that at all a part of your philosophy of of running and why you work so hard? And forgive me if I'm kind of digging deep here. I'm trying to make you say something that. Uh, I mean, I definitely could be more religious, but um (laughs) I definitely think about it. And I mean, definitely God has given me these abilities and you have to, you know, give glory to him for that. But I wouldn't say it's like something that I, you know, think about every single time I step onto the line to race, but it's definitely in the back of my head and I do owe him for the abilities he's given me. Got it. Okay. I like that. Understood completely. And I want to take a little bit deeper of a dive here. And I'm very curious to what you're going to say to this, but I've had phenomenal athletes on the show, young female phenomenal athletes in a variety of different sports. I've, I've talked to them, I've gotten to know them, and a weird theme that kind of comes up, and it's not, it, it is kind of common, is they struggle with a particular thing, and that's mental health. Have you talked to your inner circle? Has your inner circle kind of given you support in this type of area? Have you talked about, hey, you know, it seems like you've got a great head on your shoulders now, but has that issue, potential issue, has it come up in conversation before? Uh, I definitely have heard recently of just like athletes struggling with their mental health. Um, me personally, I I don't think I ever have. Um, our team is just like such a positive environment and um, I there's no, no reason that I could be sad with the teammates that I have. We're all just so supportive and 
I enjoy going to practice every day. And if I don't get the opportunity to go to practice, that's when I'm sad because I don't get to see my teammates. So Wow. So the team, it's it's all mm-hmm. about the team, the people sure. you're with. Mm-hmm. That's like the best part of, of running. Yeah. That's yep. interesting. Wow. I'm just so impressed with uh, your parents must have done a great job, honestly. <laughs> I mean, and your mom's right here. She's off camera. Uh, but no, really, they, they should really be proud of the job they've done because you're a great young person. You really are. And you've Thank got you. a good head on your shoulders. <sighs> There's so many questions here, but I don't even know if I want to ask them because it seems like you're, <laughs> you've, got, you've got it all kind of figured out. Of course, you don't have it all figured out, but you're doing you're doing all right. Who's been the most instrumental part in your success, would you say? Who's, who's been there through everything? Um, well, you know what I'm saying. Who's been mm-hmm. the most integral part? Oh, there's lots of people. I'd say my coaches for, you know, creating the training plan. And uh, we have a college coach, Austin Peters, who ran at Lipscomb University, who runs all the workouts with us. And so he, like, paces them and makes sure we're, you know, running them fast enough. And so definitely he's a big part. Um, I'd say parents, teammates for encouragement and just, yeah, for being there. Hmm. Now, what role do your parents play in all this? They, I know you just said that they're, they be, they be there. They are there. Yeah. But do they, do they drive you? They don't drive you around anymore. You're 16. So Mm -mm. just like allowing me to have the opportunity to go to some of these faraway meets, um, it's not cheap to sometimes book a plane ticket. So um, just to, you know, have faith in me and realize that this is some of these meets I really want to go to and allowing me to compete at them. Um, I really need to thank them for that and for, you know, giving up their time and energy to, you know, pack the coolers and um, take time out of their day to make mine better. Now, speaking of packing the coolers, what is your diet like? You said that it's not that strict or you at least implied that it wasn't that strict or ultra, ultra healthy. Just tell me, what do you eat before race and just in general? Uh, well, before the race, it's usually like a deli sandwich or just like turkey and then pretzels and like peanut butter crackers and stuff like that. But um, usually like when I'm like leading up to a big race, I try not to have a ton of sweets, but I definitely don't have a diet and going into junior, junior year and um, if I want to, you know, improve my times, I definitely probably should, you know, not like to cut out all sweets by any means, but just be a little more like cautious of everything that I'm consuming. But I definitely, I definitely like to eat and um, I like food. So um, I don't really watch that much of what I eat. And I, I think it's important to, you have to eat the cookie sometimes. So mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. I mean, you, you start running a risk of developing an unhealthy mm-hmm. relationship with food, especially if you're running, if you're like, oh, I can't have that, can't have that, that this food's evil, this is terrible. And then, you know, you're done running one day and you still have that relationship mm-hmm. with food. So I completely agree with you. And you know what? It must be working. Maybe you can <laughs> have that cookie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe what it does for your mental health even is more important than what not having it would do for your physical health or whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I, I like that a lot. 
Fairberry Furniture is Central Illinois' premier furniture store. This family-owned business offers a vast selection of premium furniture items from all of your favorite brands, including Sealy, Best Home Furnishings, Leather Italia, Tempur-Pedic, and Ashley, just to name a few. And right next door to their gorgeous 7,000-square-foot furniture showroom, you will find the Fairberry Furniture Mattress Store, home to all of the latest and greatest mattresses in any and all sizes. Also inside Fairbury Furniture is the popular WC Market, a beloved shop that offers an ever-changing selection of unique gifts and fashionable home decor. So make your home interior beautiful, comfortable, stylish, and delightful when you shop at Fairbury's own Fairbury Furniture. Come on down to Fairbury Furniture, where the furniture rocks. Is there anything else special you do uh, health-wise or training wise that you'd care to share hmm it's pretty much just stretch i mean we stretch i I feel like i stretch a lot like right nights before races i'll go upstairs and i'll stretch and i'll roll out and um do some band stretches and i think that helps um just the muscles and honestly just takes gives you like time to prepare your mind i think a lot about the sport of running is um not only about like how fit you are, but your like mind also has to be very fit. Like you have to believe that you can um, accomplish good times. And so sometimes the night before races, I'll just like take time to sit in like silence and just think about the race and how it's going to play out and like write down like goals I have and like what I want my splits to be. Just because like if you already know like, in your mind what you want to do, it's then easier to like carry that out on the track. Absolutely. Yes. If you make your goals extremely clear, it makes it much easier. Now you have an aim. Now you know exactly what you're aiming for. Mm -hmm. Do you visualize or do any of that type of stuff? Visualize yourself crossing the line and in front of everyone. Is that part of your routine? Yeah. um, Especially recently in the 800, I've been visualizing like when we go to the track, I'll visualize, okay, my first 200 is going to be at this pace and I'm going to look at the clock and it's going to say this time and then you're going to have to like speed up and stuff like that. So just visualizing it through and then hoping that on the day of the race, you can then replicate what you visualized. And do you believe that helps you that visualization the night before? I definitely think it helps me just to be in the race and like before the race, knowing like you're going to come through in this time and you're going to be really tired, but you're going to have to keep going. And then in the race, you're going to be in that situation and you're going to be like, okay, I already thought this through. So now let's go do it. Mm -hmm. So real quick, and I don't know if this is kind of a cringy thing to ask you to do, but just for people that are curious, what are some of the things, the events that you, not the events, the competitions that you've won? Like on the national level, I we know the state titles. You've won the mm-hmm. two 800 meter titles, a 400 meter title, a four by 400 meter title, and a third place in the 1600 meter title. What about nationally and anything else noteworthy? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we just went to, we took a trip and we went to Seattle and it's called the Brooks PR Invitational where the company Brooks Running brings a lot of athletes around the country um, to Seattle and we all race and have like a fun weekend with each other. And so I went in the 800 and um, won that race. And then um, then we went over to Oregon and... Oh, sorry. You said you, you won the 800? Yeah, at the Brooks PR okay. Invitational. Can and, I ask what you ran? Uh, 204 something... 
I'm not sure of the other, but 204. Is that a PR? Uh, it was close. It was it was pretty close. My PR is 203.98, and I it was 204 like low, so it was it was close. Okay, got it. And sorry to cut you off there. Please continue. No, you're good. And then we went down to Oregon and ran the 800 again, and I got second. And the time was 206, so um, it it was an all right time. I was a little disappointed in it because coming off of a 204, I was like, okay, maybe we can go faster and run a 202. But um, instead, we ran 206. But um, it's all right. I was I was still happy with a second place. And then um, another race that we did was we went to California. This and this was during the middle of the season. Um, it was called the Arcadia Invitational, and I also ran the 800 there and won with like a 205, I think. Mm, wow. Okay. And when you don't live up to your expectations in these races, it doesn't seem like it destroys you. Are you decent at just kind of letting it go and being like, oh, well, didn't win this one or didn't quite live up to my expectations? And that's okay. What do you tell yourself after you have a less than mm-hmm. adequate race? Yeah. Um, I would say it definitely is in my head for a while. Like it'll come back like on other workouts. I'll be like, Oh, remember that race? You didn't run as fast as you probably could have. Um, and then that pushes me to run faster, but, um, it definitely, it doesn't destroy me, but I would say it hangs with me enough that it'll push me to work harder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that part of your drive at all? What motivates you? The pain of losing? I mean, I would say like, um, I just want to be like in the best shape that I can when I step onto the line. So, um, to in practice work hard enough to get me to that situation is definitely a big thing. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Allie Ince, we're getting towards the end of this whole darn thing here. I just have a bit of an odd question, but your brother, right? He's Mm -hmm. a freshman now. You have to drive him around. Can he beat you any races yet? Oh, I'm sure he could. I don't know about the 400, but um, he's he's a pretty good at his distance. And so I think he could definitely beat me in a cross-country race of three miles. Um, the mile, that would be pretty interesting. We had pretty similar PRs this this year. And so I think that would be pretty fun to race him in the, in the mile. So your brother's running in the fours then? Yes. As a freshman? He is. That's yeah. extremely impressive. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. So have, you haven't out ever uh, flat out raced in the 1600 yet? No. We Well, we did uh, eighth grade year when the state meet was canceled. We did like a fake state and we raced in the mile and he, he, he beat me. So mm. I, I need to. Oh, snap. What was that like for you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he beat me like by two seconds, but. Um, I got him the next day in the 800, so it was okay. Wow, though. That's awesome <laughs> that you can be so competitive with your brother like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did he rub it in your face at all? No. Well, maybe. Not, <laughs> not too bad, though. That's awesome. All right. Well, Allie, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, real quick, is there anything else you want to say? Anything you want to get off your chest before we go? Or? <laughs> Just thanks for having me. It's been great. All right. Wonderful. Well, that was Allie Ince. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Paul Garcia Show. God bless and have a great week. All right. All right.